Ladies and gentlemen, it's Predators game day. I mean, preseason, but hey, spirit's still there. We'll talk about tonight's preseason action between the Predators and Florida Panthers, including a good reason to keep an eye on a few of the big names early, even though it's preseason. Plus, Preds holding a number of scrimmages over the weekend that give us some answers on some of the offseason's most asked questions and a couple of interesting sound bites from the players uh, when they talk to the media for the first time this weekend. We want to play them for you and get your thoughts coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Huh. What you all couldn't see during the intro was Nick's dance moves. <laughs> so I'm going to try to regroup from that, and we're gonna. We have so much great content about hockey, but y'all, Nick's dance. <laughs> The intro is a banger. Like it's it a, is bop. a banger. It is. Yeah, a banger. it's a bop. Yeah, you uh, took it you, home. I thought it was great. Yeah, I do what I can. Um, hey, you know what? I don't know how the weather is in Nashville right now, but here in Cincinnati, it's much cooler. Uh, I broke out the long sleeves for the first time today, and it feels like that is a perfect indication of, of hockey being right around the corner. Because hey, guess what? Nashville Predators open their preseason tonight with not one, not three, but two games. Uh, A split squad doubleheader against the Florida Panthers, both at Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, and I mean, it's preseason, but this is, it feels like, you know, it's, it's an early test to see, you know, kind of where the team is headed into the season. I know a lot of people are like, it's preseason. You can't tell anything from preseason. But I look back at last year and, yeah, we, we kind of could tell some stuff from preseason. We saw Matt Duchesne kind of re-energized. We saw Philip Forsberg poised. We saw Roman Yossi seeming like more uh, engaged than, you know, he really had been in previous years. And all of that, what happened, all of them wound up having big years. So, you know, yeah, there actually is kind of stuff you can see in preseason. Yeah, and I think this year, especially preseason, is going to be really interesting to watch. Number one, it's a great palate cleanse from the postseason that we're exiting off of. But also there are were some kind of big questions going into this season about, you know, how are the Predators going to address certain missing pieces or certain aspects of the team that they felt like didn't perform when they needed to. And I think preseason's a really great opportunity to take a look at what are their, you know, what are they thinking? What are the coaches' thoughts? How are they thinking they're going to connect some things to fill holes and to fix some things that needed addressed. So I, this is a really interesting preseason. And, you know, I know for me personally, I'm very excited to watch these two games. Um, one's at three o'clock, one's at seven o'clock. Just a little tidbit too. Tickets are actually free 
So if you can go, if you have the time, you can go and watch this. But there is a lot that you're going to want to have your eyes on with the Predators in preseason. So today is, it's like a little bit of preseason Christmas for everybody. Yeah. And it's split squad too. So chances are you're mm-hmm. going to see most uh, of mm-hmm. the Preds play at some point tonight. Uh, not all together, but I assume you're going to get a lot of the big players at camp, uh, whether they be actual like Nashville Predators top line guys um, or even some of the, like the guys that are kind of fighting for roster spots. So you're going to get a pretty good look at um, everybody tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So excited, looking forward to that. And it's interesting, Ian, because we talked about, you know, you, you kind of want to see the Predators come out engaged, come out focused, even though it's preseason. Obviously, you're not going to see anybody go like balls to the wall or anything like that. Uh, but you kind of want to see like early chemistry form and, you know, good stuff like that. Um, and I think it's critical because last season ended on on such a sour note, not just the Av series, but let's be honest, the couple months before that, uh, mm-hmm. from you is you listeners at home could tell from our very frustrated shows that seem to come out every two days, the Predators really faded down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of lost their way, very sloppy. Um, and Matt Duchesne, you know, you, we talked to him over the weekend after one of these scrimmages, had a very interesting mm-hmm. soundbite. Uh, when it came to how the season ended, and I want you to t- listen to this because it's interesting. It's very is it's very much interesting. I think it was really good for us to lose that way. I think it, that was a. I, I honestly think it would have been had we won that that first. We weren't the team we need to be yet to win a Stanley Cup, and I think whether we lost in you know the third round, the second round, the first round, we we weren't that team yet, and I think losing and losing the way we did is going to help us move forward more than maybe winning in the first round would have. So. Yeah. I mean, wow. You it's, it's jarring to hear that. And it's like, Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's a good thing we lost, but it's, you know, I I don't know. And, and you can weigh in on this too, but I think it's an interesting soundbite because it's like, it's like, Oh really? Like you wanted to put us through that embarrassment, but it's funny because you look back through history and you look at, you know, remember the Tampa Bay lightning, right? The season before they won the first of their back-to-back Stanley cups, got embarrassed by the Columbus blue jackets. Um, You look at, you know, even through history. Hey, remember Virginia won the NCAA men's basketball tournament the year before that they became the first number one seed to get upset by a seed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you go through history and there's, there's a lot of things like that in sports where there's like embarrassing moments followed by like, Oh, the redemption. And they finally got a championship, Uh, you know? And so for the Preds, not saying they're going to win a championship this year, but it, it kind of felt like a reality check to get the players out of, I guess, this sort of honeymoon stage where the team was in the playoff hunt and all these records were being broken. So I, for Matt Duchesne, you know, to, to kind of piggyback on what he said, yeah, like maybe it could kind of be a reality check of where the Preds actually are and what they need to do to get there. Yeah, I I loved this comment. I loved this comment. It's very jarring, like you said. You know, you just typically don't hear 
people speak very frankly about something as difficult as the you know predators being swept in the first round but there is a lot of truth to what he says number one i would hate for anyone to ever misinterpret this as anybody in the predators organization takes what happened last postseason lightly certainly matt duchene does not no, of course not you know, but I think sometimes to really get a good look, you need good lighting and being swept by the eventual um, Stanley Cup winner and, and truly the best team in hockey. The best team in hockey doesn't always necessarily win the championship. And that's true across a number of sports. Last season, the best team in hockey won the championship and to be swept by them, that puts the Predators and also Edmonton, you know, and, and the other teams, you know, because really nobody gave Colorado much trouble, but it puts a very bright light on the Predators organization and it gives them a very clear look of, hey, here are the areas where we didn't match up and we need to. And in some ways that gets the Predators a step ahead. You know, there's no, hey, I wonder if this were different, if we would have matched up better. It's a very bright light. It shows all of kind of the the flaws and imperfections. And the Predators have been able to take a hard look and address that. And, and I also think there's something emotionally about it. There is a fire when you have gone through an experience like that, when you've gone through a postseason like that. And I yeah. think the Predators come away having learned more being swept in the first round by the eventual Stanley Cup champions than, like Duchesne said, had they made it to the second round, third round, and lost in six games. They have a very clear picture of what they were last year and what they need to be this year. So I loved this comment. I yeah. loved this comment. Yeah, and that's that's the good thing, too. And to tie it all together, um, you know, preseason tonight, these next couple preseason games, it's not just throwaway games, people. It's not right. just getting their feet wet. The Predators, especially guys like Duchesne and Forsberg and Roman Yossi, they want to show that they are going to enter the season um, learning what they have after last season's sweep. I uh, want to talk about more uh, from this weekend's set of scrimmages because we did get some answers uh, to off-season questions that we've been talking about for a couple of months now, or at least, you know, early hints at which way those answers might go. But first, want to mention uh, today's partner. It's a product I've been using almost literally every day. AG1 Athletic Greens. Um, they sent me a free box a while ago, and I've talked about this before. Super skeptical, not a big fan of the green powders or like miracle health cure kind of things. Um, but I gave it a shot just because, hey, you know, it's free. Why not? Um, and I was quickly proven wrong. It is delicious. You know, it's it's got that green look, but don't let that fool you. There's a nice, smooth vanilla taste. Almost tastes like a regular, like, sweet protein smoothie. And the health benefits I use are, or I've gotten from it are pretty much off the charts. I have more energy throughout the day. I'm not, I don't feel bloated. I'm not rushing to the bedroom to take that two o'clock nap 
sorry, day job people, if you're listening to that, it is my lunch break. I can do what I want. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. And again, like I said, they sent me a free box. I've since become a loyal customer. So a lot of you guys must be wondering what exactly is AG1. With what one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, pretty much everything helps your gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus aging uh yeah it's pretty much fixes everything uh if you're skeptical athletic greens has over seven thousand five star reviews and they've been recommended by professional acts professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. All it is is one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, and uh, the Predators had a couple scrimmages over the weekend, really kicking that training camp up into high gear. I know you were there, and I know you got some early insight into maybe a couple of ways some of our off-season questions might swing, including how are the defensive pairs going to shake out? Yeah, this was one of those questions you bring in um, Ryan McDonough, who, you know, just an incredible get for the Nashville Predators. But then you wonder, like, okay, how is he going to fit in? Where is he going to play? What's that going to do with the Predators defensive pairings? And so I can tell you in the scrimmages that we saw, um, Carrier and Yossi were still together, looked great. You know what? It's so funny. I literally had a moment where I was like, I forget how effortless Roman Yossi makes excellence look. You know, just <laughs> He makes it look effortless and he is so good. So it was really great to see those two together. Ekholm and McDonough were together, which was a really interesting pairing because people talked about, well, you know, one place left side, one place left side. What are you going to do with that? Well, Matthias Ekholm, what, you know, talked with Coach Hines and has been practicing all summer on the right side. So he is switching and got to see the two of them work together. Very different looking pairing than Yossi Carrier. Very effective defensive pairing. So that yeah. was great. And then we saw uh, Dante Fabro with Jeremy Lazan sometimes too. So just little hints. But I think watching that top four really addresses some of the things that we had kind of talked about with last season. And like I said, training camp is an indication. It's not, you know, how the final roster necessarily will go. But this, um, the pairing of Ekholm and McDonough really worked well. It, there wasn't a lot of hitch in any giddy up. They worked well together. Very shut down defense. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's the one thing that the Predators really lacked last year was that mm -hmm. shut down defensive line, that line that you could throw out there. 
um, against the other team's number one line and know that they were going to have trouble getting anything going. That's something the Preds have really lacked since P.K. Subban left. Remember that P.K. Subban, Matias Ekholm pairing uh, frustrated a lot of big name teams. Uh, remember, we talked about the, the Penguins Stanley Cup run a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, how Sidney Crosby was just absolutely frustrated by those two. Uh, so the Preds really haven't had that in a while. And you add McDonough, who's just a very good stay-at-home defender, even though he's kind of lost a step from where he was maybe five years ago. Matthias Ekholm still very much in his prime. Uh, and like we said, has kind of lacked that consistent partner that kind of yes. complements the style really ever since P.K. Subban left. So I think this is a good pairing. And the other thing for me, Anne, is that it kind of puts Ekholm back in a spot where he can maybe be a little bit more aggressive offensively. If you remember back in the days when Roman Yossi was here and P.K. Subban and Ryan Ellis, um, a lot mm-hmm. of people thought, you know, when one of them get they handled the offense, but whenever one of them got hurt, you'd see Ekholm step in and do very well. And you would hear the team and commentators talk about it all the time. It's like, Hey, Matthias Ekholm is a, is a very good offensive defenseman when he needs to be. In fact, if he was on any other team, he would probably be like one of their top offensive defensemen. Now he's going to get a chance to kind of be more aggressive into showing that side of his game because McDonough back there, very defensively responsible is going to allow him to kind of take chances while he, McDonough, can be the anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I think it's going to work very well if this is kind of what they stick with. And, and to be honest, I would be surprised if they change this a ton once the season kicks off because I think it was their intention from the start to kind of bolster that top four and seeing McDonough and Ekholm play together, this is a great combination. And I agree with you. I think this opens up, not only is it just a solid shutdown defensive pairing, but it does open up some opportunity that that we just haven't seen so much once you kind of get past Carrier and, and Diossi when it comes to the defense. Um, and McDonough, look, McDonough comes highly recommended. You kind of said, you know, maybe he's lost a step over the last couple of years. But it was very interesting. Matt Duchesne, they asked him about um, Ryan McDonough joining the team and the additions to the team. And I thought what he had to say about McDonough was very telling. I mean, two amazing players. I was pumped when when we traded for Mac first. Uh, that was the first move we made. He, uh, I, he, I said last year even, like, this guy might be the hardest guy to play against in the league. And... Um, you know him playing the left side, me playing the right. I got I, I was against him way too often, so it's so nice to have him on uh, on our back end. And if him and Eki start together, like you know, and then you have Juice and that. Geez, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to try to score on those three. Uh. First off, can we talk about Matt Duchesne having some MVP sound bites early in camp? You know what? There is uh, shout out for just speaking some things because I don't, you know, I don't know that necessarily all athletes feel comfortable being very frank about things. So Matt Duchesne's just saying what he thinks, amen. And let's have some more of that. But yeah, yeah, I love him sharing like, look, this is somebody who frustrated me last season. And we all know the season that Matt Duchesne had. So if you have Matt Duchesne performing as well as he was performing consistently last season, and then he says, yeah, but there was this one guy. Just, yeah. you know, and now he's on the Predators team. Like, 
talk about like that's a vote of confidence for McDonough and what he brings defensively. Yeah, for sure. And again, the Predators really haven't had that just stay at home, shut down defenseman uh, for a while. So it is going to be, it gives the Preds, I think, a different kind of element, a different kind of set of juice for them. And again, so that's interesting because now you have Alexander Carrier presumably playing with Roman Yossi, two very similar type players. They kind of go the other way where it is, they can jump into the play and just be aggressive offensively. And you think about that, that top line. When those five are together, that is a lot of buzzing in the offensive mm-hmm. zone. Um, and, you know, Carrie, I think, is defensive enough. You know, we mm-hmm. saw him make a lot of good defensive plays where I think he can kind of handle that role. I think the Predators look at him maybe as like a up-and-coming Ryan Ellis or a discount Ryan Ellis, something like that. Um, what was that look for? I just, it hurts my heart a little bit when you say discount, when you talk about Alexander Carrier, but I understand the spirit you, of your comment. You know I understand yeah, the that's spirit not a, that's of your not comment. in any way a knock at Alexander Carrier. No, just not like, at all. But it's yeah. just, I mean, come on. Yeah. A, a other Ryan Ellis. A, there you a go. Ryan clone. How about that? Is that that's, better? That's acceptable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, Dante Fabro, I think is presumably dropping down to kind of anchor that fifth defenseman role which I think is a role he's very much suited for because he is, like we said last year, was very responsible in his mm-hmm. own end. Very good at kind of making the small plays, getting in the lane, like using his body. He's developed into very good, like, you know, role defenseman. And I think having him anchor that bottom pair, because like you said, he's with Jeremy Lazan. We presume that's probably going to be his main partner throughout the year just because, you know, you don't give somebody a four-year contract if you don't see them being an everyday player. But, you know, there, there's also going to be the chance for players to rotate in and out. You know, you have Mark Borowiecki. Mm-hmm. You maybe have somebody like Mark Del Geizo coming through the system, maybe sooner rather than later. That's a topic we'll talk about later in the week. Yes. Um, so, you know, having that constant, like Dante Fabro, who has always consistently been, at least in the past year, a pretty good stay-at-home defender, I think that's a big thing too. It makes the defensive core so much stronger. And it's interesting how, you know, basically the addition of one player changes the way that the entire defense can play. You know, Dante Fabro is a really good defenseman. And when you have somebody who is a really good defenseman and he is anchoring kind of, like you said, that fifth spot, he's your, your third, you know, your third pairing guy this is a really the defense for the Nashville Predators across the board, top to bottom, is better because of Ryan McDonough. Across the board is better because of Ryan McDonough. So I love this move. And I think, you know, like we said in preseason, you get to see how some solutions come together. And I think the Predators are going to like what they see with one addition, how it sort of has this trickle down effect on a number of other players in the position. So love this one. Now, if you're wondering how Tampa Bay is doing without Ryan McDonough, A, we don't care, but you might care. So if you are curious about how some of these other teams are looking this preseason, we tell you what we know about the Predators, but you can go and find out all you want to know about all the other teams in the league by listening to Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL is a 
30-minute daily NHL podcast. We bring in experts from across the Locked On hockey universe to talk about their teams. They give you some insight into how their preseason's going, how their lineup is looking. You can find Locked On NHL anywhere you find any of your favorite podcasts. It is Locked On NHL. It is your daily 30-minute hockey podcast. All right, Anne. So we talked about the defense. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the offense because one of the biggest question marks was what's that second line going to look like mm-hmm. in scrimmages. We had Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreiter, which, you know, we talked about last week is probably 99% happening. The guy in the other wing answering kind of a summer long question mark, Phil Tomasino. Uh, let's talk because we can talk about the Nina Ryder fit in just a second. But mm-hmm. Tomasino being the other guy on that wing, we'd speculated about it. You and I, I think, have both said that's kind of the other addition we would love to see mm-hmm. in the top six. It may not be the full thing going, you know, you know, after a week of the season or so. But it feels like this is John Hines saying this is my ideal combination. Yeah, at training camp, there was a long, long look at this line combination. And friends, it was it was beautiful. Like, I'm just going to tell you, this is such an interesting line combination. Because in your mind, when you think Ryan Johansson and Nito Rider, you have a very specific physicality, uh, just a physical presence that you think of. And then you have Phil Tomasino. And I think because this is just sort of his sophomore season in the NHL, we still think of him as like the freshman, you know, this little freshman. But one of the things that Tomasino worked on a lot this summer was worked on his strength, worked on size, um, of course, worked on other aspects of his hockey game. But he really worked on kind of becoming a more physical presence. And it's such a great combination to watch. I will tell you that it made me a little bit giddy to see the three of them together because they really clicked well. Now, Nina Ryder and Johansson have actually played together before um, in the CHL. And so that you can kind of see that they have a jump start a little bit on just knowing each other in chemistry. But you put Nina Ryder in front of the net, which he was, and Friends, it is a thing to see Nino Niederreiter in front of the net. It it really it's a it's a sight to see. But you have then Johansson creating some really great passes. You have Tomasino zipping around and creating some things. This is a second line just from preseason that already looks so different than the second line that we had last season that really was very frustrating, I think, for the Predators in the sense that they just could not seem to produce things offensively. I don't know that, you know, I'm not saying that this, like you said, this, we're not saying this is definitely the second line from here on out forevermore. Um, But the look that they gave to this trio was a nice long look. And in, it was a great, it was a really great line, a lot of energy, a lot of physicality, but also a lot of that kind of fast creative play that you think of when you think of Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne. So yeah, mama loved this line. Not going to lie. Mama loves this line. I'm going to be curious to see if, you know, maybe this is on audition and you see maybe in some of these later preseason games or other practices that John Hines maybe put somebody like Ellie Tolvin in up there mm-hmm. or, you know, hey, you know, Cody Glass is a center, but maybe they move him to the wing just to give people other looks 
Or if he goes, you know what, this is the line I want. So I'm going to give these guys as much time together in preseason in camp as possible. Um, and I agree with what you said about Tomasino. I think he just brings something different to that line. You mm -hmm. have Ryan Johansson, who's a very physical player, a very lanky player, um, but is very good at kind of, you know, physicality using, you know, his body to set things up. You have Nino Nino Ryder, who is an absolute boxcar of a player who will wreck your world. But then you kind of bring Tomasino in, who's a little bit different. He uses his speed. He uses his mm -hmm. agility to make things happen. We saw him at the end of last year, very like one of the more quieter 30 point seasons, I think by a Nashville predator, just because he was kind of overlooked so much, you know, after that initial run of Phil Tomasino's here, he had yes. a very quiet middle of the season, but then turned it on late to the point where I thought he was one of the better Preds players in that postseason against Colorado which is weird because he got healthy scratch for one game, but you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. a John Hines conversation for a different day, but you know, I think he brings a little bit more playmaking ability. You saw him set up guys like Michael McCarron and Matt Luff with some great plays that got yes. them going in the middle of the season. Now he's with two guys who have a history of finding the net. I think you have a very potent second line there. And now let's talk about the Nino Niederreiter side of that. That was, you know, it was kind of a question. We questioned a little bit where he was going to end up. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, he probably seemed destined for the second line. He fits in with Ryan Johansson. Those are two physical guys. Nino Niederreiter, I, I struggle to try to remember the last time the Predators have really had this kind of mm. player maybe like Craig Smith a little bit where it's just like, you know, what like a, like a more physical version of Craig Smith where he's just super aggressive um, yes. all the time and gets in your face, not to like start a fight, but to disrupt the play. Yes. Nino Niederreiter is um, he is a disruptor. Um, and that's a great way to put it. And it was interesting in um, some of the media time they asked him to sort of you know, describe your style of play. And when you watch this clip, just listen to what he is saying. And, and this is somebody who is extremely self-aware of how he plays hockey, but also watch the smile on his face when he talks about how he gets to play. Just probably super tenacious around the net and on the forecheck and uh, try to go there where uh, people don't like you to go there, basically in the front of the net. And I think that's where... Uh, my strengths is and that's what I like to be around. And I think that's probably a big reason why they don't like playing against me, I guess. <laughs> he's a he's a little crapster, that Nino Nino Rider. <laughs> well, and I love because I will tell you in, in preseason, he is like an intensity, a physicality level 11 on a scale of one to 10. And not reckless in any way, of course. He was not reckless in any way. But when well, he tells you... UC Soros might see things a little bit differently. That's true. But when he tells you, I like to go to the net where they don't want you, he loves to be in front of the net. And if you don't want him there, he wants to be there even more. And there was this amazing exchange, and we'll probably talk about this later on this week a little bit more, with Nina Ryder and Mark Del Geiso. And you have Nina Ryder. Let's face it, this is a lot of hockey player. You know, this is a big 
hockey player, a very strong hockey player in front of the net. And then you have 5'11", Mark Delgaiso, who, in his defense, gave Niederreiter a run for his money. But I'm telling you, Nino Niederreiter, if he wants to be somewhere, he is simply going to be there and you will have to figure out a way to deal with it. And I think he's probably with that disarming smile the whole time he is tormenting people in front of the net. Like, loved watching yeah. him play. He is, oh, he's he is a spicy fellow. Spicy yeah. fellow. Yeah, him, him getting, like, hit by defenders in front of the net reminds me of that, like, clip that's going around where that guy's just, like, sitting, like, at a bar, like drinking his drink while people are just like wailing on him and he's got like <laughs> yes! on his face. Uh, that's that's like I picture like Nino Niederreiter in front of that. He's just like sitting there doing his thing while just like taking slashes and, and cross checks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Nino Ryder is somebody I think I'm very excited uh, mm -hmm. to see how he fits in. And we know that, you know, Ryan Johansson or Mikhail Granley, who's ever been that second line hasn't really had a, you know, somebody capable of scoring 20, 25 goals a year on his Very wing. True. So with that in mind, I think we're gearing up for at least the early returns, maybe a solution to that long talked about second line, secondary scoring issue. So yes, fingers for crossed. Sure. Fingers crossed. Yeah, for sure. And it'll be interesting tonight to kind of see how much playing time some of these top guys get and how they match up and kind of where the rosters fall in these two games. So just definitely something to keep an eye on when you see the rosters. You know, But Nino Niederreiter, just yeah. look in front of the net and, and you will giggle a little bit when you watch him yeah. there. I would, I would assume one game you're going to have like maybe some of the top guys like, you know, Roman mm -hmm. Yossi and Philip Forsberg and, and Matt Duchesne, those kind of guys playing together. And then the second game, you know, you're, you're going to have, you know, your herd lines mm -hmm. you know, together as kind of the stars. Um, but maybe a look at somebody like Cody Glass kind of, in yes. front of you know, first or second line scoring role just to see how far he's come in that regard and whether he's NHL ready. There's a lot of people we haven't talked about, uh, including in, I think, a battle for the fourth line. That's something that's heated up. That's something we're going to be talking about later this week. And, of course, like we mentioned, preseason tonight, two games against the Florida Panthers. We're going to be breaking down some of it tomorrow. So a lot of preseason content coming at you this week on Locked on Preds. Uh, until, though, then, until then, though, that's a hard sentence to say. And where can people find your work? <laughs> You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can check me out at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. While you're on Twitter, be sure to follow our podcast, LO underscore Predators, uh, and also subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast platform. You'll always be notified when we have a new episode out. We got these out five days a week now, so coming at you hard, baby. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, preseason games one and two. Nice little recap there. <laughs>